Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Hey everyone, it's Sherry Stahl, host of the Soul H2O radio and podcast show, your on-air ladies Bible study event. This is the show that will inspire you to get into the word and help you to understand it. It's my goal to be relatable and authentically leave you refreshed. Kathy Lipp and I are going to help you see how your flaws are just differences in God's eyes through episode 120, A Real Chip Off the Old Block. I encourage you to use a Soul H2O journal page today as I share a bunch of different scriptures. You can download them from today's show notes at soulh2o.com slash 120. Let's dive in to today's Soul H2O devotion and get refreshed. Have you ever heard the saying, she or he's a real chip off the old block? I can look at my kids and see their gifts and misgivings. Most often, I recognize how the way they are seems to be a lot like me. Brandon has always cared about the underdog and never been good at sleeping because he hates to miss out on things just like me. Shelby, she's a geek with Excel just like me. She's fun-loving like her mama and inherited a klutzy gene too. Their chips are often chunks off the old block. That phrase, a chip off the old block, makes me think of Isaiah 51 verse 1 that challenges you and I to inquire about things, to ask the deeper questions when it says, listen to me, all who hope for deliverance, all who seek the Lord, consider the rock from which you were cut, the quarry from which you were mined. Okay, it's not a commonly quoted verse in churches. This might be the first time you've heard it, so let me repeat part of it again for you. Consider the rock from which you were cut, the quarry from which you were mined. Do you realize what this verse is getting you to ask? Who's the block you've been chopped off? Psalm 139 verses 13 to 14 affirms that God created your inmost being. He knit you together in your mother's womb. You're told to praise God because you are fearfully and wonderfully made by him. You're supposed to get to the point where you can then say about yourself, God, your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Genesis 1.27 makes it clear that God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. If you have oxygen in your lungs, you are made in the image of God and He loves you. In the light of the truths found in these verses that confirm God created and formed you in your mother's womb, He made you in His image. Are you starting to see that Isaiah 51 verse 1 is hinting that you're a chip off the old block from the one who made you in His image? As I'm saying this, I'm asking God to help that truth sink deep into your soul and mine, because grasping how valuable I am, according to the Bible, was almost destroyed by the emphasis of a couple lines from some old hymns, like the one written by Isaac Watts in the 1600s, and then revised by Ralph Erkstein Hudson in the 1800s. It says, Alas, and did my Savior bleed, and did my Sovereign die? Would He devote that sacred head for such 
a worm as I. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burden of my heart rolled away. It was there, by faith, I received my sight and now I am happy all the day. I don't think Isaac and Ralph ever meant for you to continue feeling like a worm. I think they were describing the experience of salvation where you become aware of your sin and you recognize it. Momentarily, you feel like a worm, the lowest of lows. But when you let Christ in, you feel his light fill your being. You experience his love wash over you, his grace and his acceptance. You shouldn't stay feeling like a worm. The burden of your heart about the areas where you fall short is supposed to roll away like they sang. You're not supposed to let it stay. Romans 8 verse 1 says, There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You're a real chip off the old block, made in the image of God. So how can you be anything but good? Have you ever wondered what goes on behind the scenes at Joy Radio? Well, the wait is over. I'm Holly Taylor of Good Company. And I'm James Curtis of The Drive. Subscribe to our Joy newsletter, Living Joyfully. And on the second Tuesday of each month, you'll gain exclusive access to powerful testimonials from fellow listeners, inspiring news, opportunities to serve, and much more. Staying connected to Joy Radio has never been easier. Subscribe at joyradio.ca and become a joyful insider. Joy Radio, wherever you are. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Kathy Lipp is married to Roger and lives with a bunch of chickens in the Sierra Nevada mountains of California, where they host writer retreats. Kathy writes about how to do life a little closer to God each day than you were the day before. She's a best-selling author and absolutely loves her clutter-free community on Facebook. Kathy, welcome to the show. Sarah, thanks so much for having me on. This is so fun. This is so fun. And looking through your Instagram, I love all the, the chicken pics. So I understand that's a real change for you from, uh, you know, gr- living in the Silicon Valley to mountains. Right. I'm married to an engineer who the the biggest thing he'd ever built before was a flower box for me. And now um, God got us to the mountains in a tiny, tiny community that I had never even heard of four years ago. But we're here with, yeah, an ever growing. I have to keep updating my bio because of the number of chickens. We are now up to nine. And so, and and a rooster to boot. So yeah, Mm -hmm. life is a big change from our little townhouse in Silicon Valley. Very big changes. And I think God has a sense of humor, doesn't he? And how he just, you know, changes our life and, and, you know, weaves the best things into our lives when we don't even realize how good they could be. Yeah, I will never say, oh, I am settled now. This is uh, this yeah. is exactly the life. Nothing needs to change because, yeah, that it came from left field. But uh, we couldn't be happier, and we we we're learning new things about God and creation every single day. It's it's a very fun ride. 
Very fun ride. I think you're you're like Abraham who set out not knowing where he was going and uh, and enjoying the the journey in the midst of it. So I know you are a woman who writes so much and you you get into the go- word of God. And I'm wondering if you could share a Bible study tooler tip with the girls today. Yeah. So I am a an extrovert uh, to sit down and it's just tough. I'm just going to be honest with you. I struggle. So <laughs> one of ya. the things I've had, yeah, one of the things I've had to do is kind of set up my little corner um, where I have my favorite blanket, my favorite Bible, my my favorite pens, all of that. I have to make it as enticing as possible. I make my little latte in the morning and I I just make it like, okay, I'm going to go sit down with a great friend that I want to talk to and I want to listen to their story. Mm -hmm. And that's how I have to frame it. Otherwise, it does not happen. And so I don't know that that's a tool or a tip, but it's just the way that it happens for me. Oh, uh, for us extrovert girls, that is a very good tip. (laughs) Very good. Um, You know, (laughs) normally I only ask the guests for just one tip, you know, related to Bible study, Mm -hmm. but I'm wondering if you can kind of go into sharing some spiritual life tips that come out of your book series where you teach women to pray God's word, because I think that's really crucial in our spiritual lives, prayer, but also praying God's word. Right. So I would say that my favorite tip is to pick three verses, you know, three verses that have been meaningful to you, whether you've been a Christian for six months or 60 years. And just write those verses down, maybe on a card next, you know, tuck them into your Bible. And then it's amazing how often those verses come up as something I can pray in just a thousand different situations. When I'm praying for my adult children, when I'm praying for my neighbor, when I'm praying for work situations, it's it's amazing how often God's word it can be so transformative for different situations. And so mm-hmm. to really hunker down on just a few verses is a beautiful place to start. Yeah, I think that's so great. Uh, it's a practice that I have put in place and I have so many mm-hmm. uses for cue cards and scripture, but but right. praying it over your life. I hope girls, you know, mm-hmm. check you out and get those books because I think they are absolutely transformative when you pray mm-hmm. God's word over your life. You're completely in line with God's heart when you're you're mm-hmm. speaking his words over your life. So that is so valuable. Um, and then we always get our guests to share a favorite Bible verse, because I think this kind of lets us in a bit on who you are, you know, in your relationship with God. Yeah. Okay. So one that, you know, it's interesting, it changes all the time, but one that has stuck with me for a couple of years, Hebrews 12, one, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. Now let's be clear. I am not a runner. Like that is, that is, that is not why I identify with this, but one of the big struggles I've had in my life has been clutter. And Mm -hmm. when, you know, we're talking about the, you know, everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles that I, it's such a word picture for me. And to be able to throw that off and say, you know, keeping anything in my life that is 
hampering my relationship with Christ, that is hampering the the path that God has set out for me is is never worth it. And so it makes mm-hmm. it very easy to get rid of things, of situations, of tasks that don't honor him. Mm-hmm. And, and definitely I find getting rid of clutter. I, I know yeah. your tagline, less clutter, more life. Love that. Yes. Years ago, I I was a pack rat. I was someone mm. I, I struggle with that. Like I want to keep everything that's sentimental and right. and it's so so hard. But it was a big change for me when I went through this book and I learned how to get rid of clutter in my house. I still haven't totally figured out the paper thing in my office, but everywhere uh, else is clutter free. <laughs> it's a real struggle, especially for writers. But uh, you know, it changed things. There was this freedom that came from having this peaceful home <laughs> that was clutter free. And it did give me more space for God, I feel, because there was less clutter in all these different areas and in my mind. So absolutely get that. That is a perfect verse that is your theme for your life there. I can just tell you are a person who also dresses super cute. And when you (laughs) when you eliminate a you you're adorable. Oh, my goodness. When you eliminate those clothes that you're not wearing, it's almost like you have more choices. And it's like that in every single area of our lives. So really getting rid of clutter is not about being austere necessarily. But it's like limiting your choices so you have more freedom to concentrate on the things you really care about. Girl, you nailed it. I literally, when we moved in this house, we downsized and I had to get rid of clothes because our closet was so much smaller. The closet that I'm standing in recording right now, but it it really did open things up. It was like, I didn't even realize I had these clothes and it made things easier. So after the music pick song and break, we're going to come back and talk with Kathy about struggling with weight issues and how we can let those be a catalyst to connecting with more people and not just feeling alone. So you're going to want to come back after the break. Hi, I'm Kathy Lip from episode 120, and my music pick song for the Soul H2O radio and podcast show is Who I Am by Ben Fuller. I stand in front of the mirror. When you think of fall, you think of pumpkin spice lattes, warm, fuzzy sweaters, and time with the family. With MyJoy Radio app, you can enjoy all the things you love about fall while staying tuned to everything you need. Never miss another minute with 24-7 access to the Joy Radio live stream. Get the latest messages from the ministries you love delivered to your smartphone. Be uplifted while drinking a latte or pumpkin patch picking. MyJoy Radio app, available now. Joy Radio, wherever you are. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. We're back from the break with Kathy Lip, best-selling author, writing coach, and friend of chickens to talk about her latest book that she is a part of. Kathy, you were part of Come Sit With Me. This is a book where more than two dozen encouraged writers, yourself included, got together to help us girls navigate tough relational tensions by revealing your own hard-fought, grace-filled learning moments by inviting God and others to simply come sit with me. Now, your chapter is number nine, and it's titled, When You Feel Alone in the Struggle. 
And I, I know that so many girls would just connect with even your title because there's parts of our lives where we feel so alone in whatever struggle we're going through. And I totally related, related to the beginning and your desire to make others feel welcome by inviting them in and giving them a seat at whatever table you're at. And I find that I'm very much like that. I'm hyper alert to others that might not be, you know, involved in a group and wanting to make sure people feel part of things. My family always has said, you know, there's always an extra seat at the table. I just did a mm-hmm. conference and, you know, wanting to make sure that girls connect with others. I put a, a list on the their program where they could write down friends' names. I encourage them to make friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so has that been a practice that you've, you know, had in your life throughout your life? Or is there something that triggered that? Yeah. You know, I remember in fourth grade changing schools and there was a girl assigned to be my friend. And she said, when we got to lunch, I went to go sit by her and she goes, well, I don't have to be your friend at lunch. I only have to be your friend during class. Mm. And we've all had that experience at one point Mm -hmm. or another. And yeah, I don't want anybody to feel that way in my life, in my experience. And so when I wrote this article, it was about uh, my struggle with weight. And I was born a 10 pound baby. Like this has been a struggle since day one. <laughs> and But really seeing that our greatest struggles are also our greatest point of connection. You know, when people come up to me all the time and say, oh, I knew you'd understand. And I'm like, we haven't met. How would you know that I'd understand? <laughs> but people look at my weight and just say, okay, this is somebody who's not going to judge me. And so I think sometimes we miss the point, and I know I did for years and years, that my mm. my greatest struggle is also my greatest point of connection with people. Which seems contradictory because yeah. sometimes, you know, the enemy makes us feel like we're alone in our struggles and it's in the title right. of your chapter, but, you know, he wants to make us feel like no one gets us, you know, and that it isolates you what your struggle is. But instead, you're seeing it now, I, you know, maybe with the wisdom of a few years under your belt, mm-hmm. that yeah. that can actually be a connecting point with you with other women. And so I guess it this all came out from a post or an article that you wrote years ago. Right. I wrote this when I first joined the Encourage team and talked about this. And, uh, you know, there were so many comments from other women who struggled with their weight. And it was such a great, you know, it was a community moment where we're all mm-hmm. like, we're here. We love God. This has been a struggle for us. And it was so amazing. But the the weird thing is uh, our, our mutual friend, friend, Becky, reached out to me and she said, Kathy, you're you're article just connected with me so much. But here's the thing. Becky has never had a weight problem. Mm-hmm. And I kind of thought to myself at first, yeah, I didn't write this for you. Like you, you've got your own people. Let us do our thing. But you know, Becky's very open with her struggle with anxiety. And she said, I never thought of my, of my anxiety as a point of connection. And I realized I was shutting somebody out because they didn't look like me. Something that's happened to mm-hmm. me for five decades. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, God just shows you in those moments, your own blind spots, your own weaknesses, and your own 
othering of other people. Mm, that's a dangerous thing that we could right. actually not, you know, push other people out because they don't have the same struggle that we have, assuming that they don't have struggles. Right. Because she doesn't look like she has struggles. She's beautiful. She's thin. Like, why would this ever be a problem? She's gorgeous. And, you know, I in my brain, I know that's not a reality. <laughs> but in my heart, yeah, you know, it, it's so easy to judge one way or another when we just look at the outside. Absolutely. I'm a girl that for most of my life, I have not struggled with weight, but there were two times where I absolutely struggled with weight in college, gained, you know, 30 pounds that first year and had gone from, mm -hmm. you know, a twig to not a twig, we'll say. <laughs> and, okay. you know, struggling with that. And then, you know, menopausal issues totally yes. changed. And I had to go through a whole uh, diet change for my health reasons, but also, mm -hmm. you know, the weight that that packed on that I could not get off that was resulting in lots of health issues. But I right. know that so often our outward appearance, our weight and other things can affect our self-worth, how we value mm -hmm. ourselves. And that yes. is really a dangerous thing and a struggle that I know all my friends that have, you know, had that lifelong struggle with weight loss issues. How do you yeah. overcome that in your, yeah. in your life? It's so interesting because I've, I've been raised by a mom who has weight struggles. And I think that my mom's generation and my generation have learned that we have to be ashamed. In order to be mm. accepted, we have to be ashamed. So if we, you know, take a bite of ice cream, we have to say, oh, I'm going to go work this off later. Or if I, you know, if I do, if I derive any enjoyment from food or I rest or I do anything that I have to feel ashamed. And I don't believe that's the life Jesus has called us to. You know, mm -hmm. I, I work on my health because I want to feel good, but also I am not going to be ashamed. There's no condemnation in, mm -hmm. in those who love Christ. And so what do we do? We, I, I've had to change the way I talk. So just yesterday, yeah. my mom said, you know, I had some ice cream. I feel so bad. I'm like, mom, I hope that ice cream made you feel good. And I mm -hmm. hope it made you feel so good that, you know, you enjoy walking later on or doing, you know, or resting, whatever it is that you need. And so I'm really trying to change the conversation and put the hope of Christ in the words that I say. And it translates to how I feel. That is such great advice. Kathy, I am of love talking with you. I'm so thankful for it. the insight that you've shared. And I hope girls, you have grasped this as you're listening to her, that whatever your area of struggle is, let it be the, the thing that you use to help find common ground with others and a point of connection with them. So, Kathy, thank you so much for sharing your story, your struggles and your accomplishments, how God is using them all to help you connect with others. Sherry, thanks for making space for me today. I so appreciate you and what you're doing here. No matter if you're short, 
tall, skinny, curvy, shy, bold, dark-skinned, freckled, or fair. How you've been made is wonderful. You're a real chip off the old block, and your creator is so happy with his work. Don't let the enemy of your soul cause you to feel less than and isolate from others. Look for your tribe and live in the confidence that God made you and He loves you. From all of us here at Joy Radio, we're so glad you joined us for episode 120, A Real Chip Off the Old Block. Make sure to check out the show notes for scripture graphics and information about our guest at soulh2o.com slash 120. I hope you'll share this episode and help spread the word about the show. Come back next week as we talk with Linda Evans Shepherd about how God meets your every need through prayer. We appreciate your support to help Soul H2O Ministries continue and want to thank all of you who partner with us in making this Joy Radio show a reality so people can come and get refreshed. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world.